Hello, and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, episode 65 or so. I think it's 71. <laughs> 70 fucking one. Episode. I think it's 70 or 71. I think it's, I think it's 71. I bet you it's 71. I'm trying to look at our, I'm trying to look at our SoundCloud page. We're doing a little something different here where, uh, but I was moving and because of moving, I don't have any internet. So it's been really kind of hard for me to like watch, uh, anything without paying an arm and a leg because my data plan sucks ass. <laughs> so I'm trying to get on our website here see what, um, what all we've done before what we've seen yeah we were going to do uh and we'll probably do it next week hopefully uh too old to die young the first episode of the amazon series because it's nicholas wending reffin and he's amazing he's doing some bonkers stuff i've already seen it but tim hasn't so we're going to hold off on kind of talking about it until then next week. yeah you i've know seen what? actually the first two episodes i'm probably gonna watch the third one at some point this week because I, I watch it with a with a guy over here who's su- surprisingly as into it as I am, because I don't think anybody else is into it. Because <laughs> right. it's just so kind of, I don't know, it's just like mesmerizing and kind of like it puts you in a trance as you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, hopefully next week we'll be talking about that. that. But, but right now, I think we're just going to scroll through a bunch of movies that Tim ha- saw. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen, um, we, we have not done. I was thinking about doing the um, M. Night Shyamalan Heroes trilogy, or like, you know, superhero trilogy. And I thought we had done an episode of that before, but I'm looking on our webpage, and, and we have definitely not done the M. Night Shyamalan trilogy. Uh, now, have you seen all three of those movies before? I've, yeah, I've, seen, I've, I've watched them all. I, I never, I didn't really sit down and watch Glass. I worked on it, so I've, I've, I think I watched it there. Right. Eventually you know, and, by myself. That's, that's actually something kind of interesting that I would like to ask you about like when you're actually working on a movie do you mm-hmm. uh do you kind of get the overall feel of the movie like do you pretty much get to watch the movie or is it because you're working on such like kind of minute parts of each movie you don't quite count it as seeing the movie yeah i usually don't count it as seeing the movie I, I you can get an overall sense of the movie though like you can see like something's happening like I'll t- I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna bash child's play the, the new one for a sec that P1, like the very first version we got, and it didn't really change much from the, the final. There's only two versions. Right. And it was, I mean, you could tell it was fucking terrible. And like, <laughs> right. From, from, from like the get, like, even though you're working on it, and like my boss used to say, if you're doing your job right, you don't know what the movie's about, kind of. Like you don't, you kind of don't know what's happening in the movie. You just, cause you're paying attention to the dialogue and what's being said. So you're not really, you're watching, but you're not really watching. Right. Yeah, like no, I, would see, I kind of see that. So it's almost like, you know, where if you were like an editor on porno, you wouldn't be like getting a boner while you're doing it because you sort of aren't seeing what you're actually seeing. Yeah, like I there's like we like I went to see Toy Story 4 in the theater for Emmett's birthday. And I worked on like four different versions of four or five different versions of that. But watching it in the theater, it was um, it was like I was catching a lot of new stuff that I never saw in, in the versions we got. Right. Plus the picture, the picture is not the best quality of what we get too. So because it's and all rough, it's, it, it hasn't been like retouched and everything. But when you guys get it, yeah, and the final version is always it's always gray or black, black and white, or just like a kind of like a lower quality. So you're not quite getting all the details. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that's kind I, of, that movie's fantastic. That movie's great too. Is it? You know, um, I've been. I, I was actually <laughs> maybe thinking of seeing the movie, um, in the, actually seeing it in the theater because you know, like with that Pixar stuff, 
is so mm. much better on the big screen. It's there's there's like some movies where it's like, yeah, it was good, but I could have waited until video. Whereas yeah. with Pixar, you're gonna lose a lot having it on the small screen versus the monster screen. Yeah, we saw it, and it was it was his first movie movie experience too, and I think he was just like overwhelmed. Like, but yeah, I mean, he loved blown away. He loved it, but like he wasn't laughing. He was just like kind of staring, <laughs> <laughs> like mesmerized by how big everything was. Yeah, it was really loud. He had these nice, comfy seats and stuff, and yeah, so it was fun. That's pretty fa- fantastic. And now I heard this is an interesting fact. I heard that um, that Donald Nichols died before they could finish his part, um, but there's so much archived. Um, like Don Rickles, that they were actually able to cut together his entire part using like old Don Rickles footage. Shit, who who's Don Rickles play? Fuck. Uh, I, let me check that. I got. The- I should know that because I've, I've had to watch them multiple fucking times. But who's he play? Uh, Don Rickles, Toy Story Four. You know, I'm not. Re- and I like. I felt like I should totally know that. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, he's Mr. Potato Head. I knew that. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and I knew. I look, and oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. And, and now that I yeah. say it, I'm like, I fuck. I totally knew that. Uh, but here's yeah, actually an article that. about it. Um, for yeah, a, he was. He was in it. He was in it. So yeah, and I mean, he, those guys don't don't have big parts, right? Either like the whole the whole gang kind of, they're kind of stuck in this RV, while Woody has has his adventure with Forky and stuff like that. So. They, they don't have much to say, so I, I guess that makes sense that they had enough. Of, yeah, and, it's, him. and I'm reading about it now. It said he actually didn't record any of the dialogue at all. Um, yeah. and, and it's saying that if there was a way we could create a performance using recordings that we had. Um, and he was signed, and they, the family actually asked him to, to put him in there, like kind of like honoring him. Um, mm. But they went they went through 25 years of everything they didn't use for Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Um, you know, the theme parks, the ice capades, the video games, everything that he's recorded for Mr. Potato Head. And we were, and from that, they were able to actually do his part in Toy Story 4. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really, he doesn't have many, he doesn't have much memorable lines, I think. It's no. more just like, kind of like, hey, watch it. You know, something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's still, that's kind of cool. It's, it, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, it's kind of cool, also kind of creepy. Like, it's like, well, this actor here has a body of work that we don't actually need him to be alive anymore to play a part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the, the one Fast and Furious, like half the movie is Paul Walker's brother, but just with Paul Walker's face on him somehow. And like, you can't tell when you're watching it. Wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's, that's it's, also it's freaky. Really yeah. freaky. Uh, but yeah, you, oh, go ahead. You said you you watched uh you went to you went camping. Did you watch movies when you were camping? Is that where you is that where you watched your movies? No, no. Um, I have been going out of my way at work to sneak a movie in here and there. Like mm-hmm. in the regular course of a week, um, mm-hmm. I have about a 40 percent chance of getting a post where. I have to sit in front of a computer anyway, so okay. I can pop a movie on and do my work on the computer while I'm watching a movie, mm. um, which sounds way better than me like not doing jack shit. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> it sounds way better than me saying, "Well, what happens is there's only like you know I'm in a I'm a, I'm on a cell block where uh, at any given time I only have to open two or three cell doors 
because it's the middle of the night. So if I'm in nice. that position, I can sit and watch a movie and, you know, get up and open those two or three cell doors. Um, and, it, <laughs> it, and it's not every night that it's like that, but there are nights where I have like a serious amount of downtime. All right, um, nice. Yeah. And so this time, like I, I had them for two nights and this time, like I said, you know, I'm not going to read my book. I'm not going to like take a nap or any of the other ridiculous stuff I do at work. I'm going to actually, you know, go through and, and I, I borrowed a, um, a flash drive with like a bunch of 2019 movies on it and freaking watched a couple. What'd you, what'd you watch? Let's, let's, let's go through them. Like, let's um, see. I watched cold pursuit. I watched welcome to Morrowind. Okay. Um, what else did I watch? The professor and the mad man. You like you like Cold Pursuit, right? Oh like yeah, a lot. yeah. But like like I said, that was an that was a, a remake of a movie um, mm. called a, 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 either a Swedish or Norwegian movie. I'm gonna look that up while I'm talking. But uh, a, called In Order of Disappearance, and that movie is so good. <clears throat> it's on Netflix, but I don't have Netflix right now, so I can't even. Oh, like, uh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, because see, I was thinking that you had that. Um, it is Norway. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and um, it's. It's so so unbelievably uh, re- like good the the original Norwegian movie um, because they do something that is so cool like before anybody dies or disappears the screen goes black mm-hmm. and it's like in loving memory of you know um, like Niels Niels Hormammerschmann you know like and it and it yeah. actually says the name of the character and gives like a birth and death date. And then goes into this, uh, and then rolls into the scene where he gets killed. So it like really puts a, a kind of a powerful spin on, you know, like and, and like you don't even catch on at first because like the the scene opens with the first person to die in the movie, and it says you know mm-hmm. in loving memory of this dude who was born in 1950 and died in like you know 2010 or something, and you're like, well, okay, that's weird. And then like all of a sudden you find out, oh, that that guy just got killed. And then, like, by halfway through the movie where, um, you know, like, it's happened four or five times, like, every time it comes up, you go, oh, shit, somebody's about to get this, sh- you know, like, get fucking smoked. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't it, like, I, I always see it labeled as, like, a comedy. Is it a dark comedy? It's, it's an extremely black comedy. Um, and it, it, like, it's I, don't a- think, I don't think they ever sold it that way either, like, in the mo- like trailers for Cold Pursuit. Yeah, It no. was never sold that way either, but, like, the... The poster has like the car on like a tree or something. Yeah, like, stuck in a tree. Like, Ugh. and it is, it is. There is so many really, really funny parts, but they're <laughs> only really funny if you have a ridiculously dark sense of humor. Like, you know, whenever I watched Cold Pursuit, I watched it with another guy, and there was like two or three parts in the movie where I was just like, "Holy fuck, that's fucking hilarious!" Um, <clears throat> and uh, like, like there's a part where he's confronting this freaking gangster. And uh, the gangster's mm. like, like, hey, uh, he shows off his gun and he's like, look, old man, you don't want to be pursuing this lead. Because, you know, like, of course, it's a, a kind of a typical story. The guy is um, like he operates plow, like a snow plow up in, in, yeah, in yeah. cold pursuit. It's like up in Colorado or something in Norway. It's in Norway. And, um, <laughs> you know, so he goes to the big city to find out why his son was killed. Like his son died of an overdose. And then mm. he's like, you know, my son wasn't a junkie. There's something fishy. And so he's like, oh, well, you know, your son was working for this one gangster. So he goes to talk to the gangster. 
And the freaking gangster's like, look, old man, you don't want to pursue this. And he's like, I'm going to get answers for you one way or another. And the gangster's like, well, I have a gun and you have a knife. What are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to stab you in the neck. And he stabs him in the neck. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, you asked, you know? Like, and, like, it's just, it's, like, completely filled with these things where, like, they're like, oh, this is, you know, like, uh, there's a ridiculous amount of violence. And uh, freaking it's presented in a way that is like really ironic. Like almost every like, <laughs> violent act has some sort of weird, I- ironic twist to it. Nice. I think, and the director, like we made his own movie too, I believe as well. So oh, same okay. Guy. okay. You know, and that makes, that makes a lot of sense because one of the things I wanted to say was that was one of the most like almost shot for shot remakes that I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, you know, like there's there's really very little difference. You know, the jokes are the same, the dialogue's almost the same. Um, it's just American actors in in English instead of uh, Norwegian actors in in Norwegian. It seems such like such a weird thing to do, like to re like redo your work with different. I don't know, like it, I feel like it would be a good experiment, but it seems like. For certain movies, it just seems like a weird thing to like. I'm just going to make this movie again, yeah. like, um, and not like do anything, anything like weirdly different or anything like that, or try something different or something. Right. It's just, I just, it just seems so like kind of a weird concept. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I I thought a couple things were like really different um, that I didn't quite like as much, like in the original, in the order of disappearance. The, the mm. dude who goes on the Kill Crazy Rampage mm. was really good at selling the fact that he was just a guy who drove a snowplow that happened to get pushed too far. You know, like, and that's like yeah. one of the, one of the like reoccurring themes is the bad guys keep thinking, you know, this guy's a total fucking putz. Like, what, what's he going to do? And then he does something fucking ridiculously violent and kills him, you know? Um, whereas with Cold Pursuit, you know, Liam Neeson is a badass. It's fucking Liam Neeson. Yeah, you know, like, I would have a hard, like, I mean, if if I'm freaking going down the road and the snowplow comes along and Liam Neeson's in it, I'm like, oh, shit, crap's about, you know, something's about to go down. Liam Neeson's driving a fucking snowplow. And a lot of... <laughs> Wait, at me. Yeah, and, and, like, a lot of the freaking joke of the first film was lost because of that, you know, because in the original film, the guy really does just seem like some fucking putsy dude who spent his life driving a snowplow that, you know, that just happened to be like, okay, this is fucking not going to work no more. Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's Stellan Sarsgar mm-hmm. who is like a putsy, putsy looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's kind of like, I mean, you had like versus Liam Neeson, like Liam Neeson is usually beating up Stellan Sarsgar type of people. people right. <laughs> um, and I uh, like uh, I and I can't stress enough how awesome of an effect. I, and I don't think it'll ever work again. Like I think it only is going to work in this film. How awesome it was that like before anybody dies, it puts up a fucking memorial to him. Like even the most like does insane... it do that in the does it do it in the remake too? Yes, it does it in the remake, and it's got such a great job. Right, like there's one nice. part. There's one part where <laughs> the dude, uh, you know, they've got the freaking snowmobile guy, fucking um. They got him trapped, and there's like mm. eight. There's like eight gangsters, right? And they're like, okay, like you know, this guy's is done enough damage to our gang 
Like we, one of you guys go in there and and freaking put a bullet in him. And the one guy's like, I don't know, man. He's killed like four of us so far. I don't know if I want to go in there alone. And the guy goes, there's 80 of you. You can handle one snowplow dude, right? And as soon as he says it, it cuts to a screen. And there's fucking eight names in memoriam with eight days. <laughs> 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 you know, so like, you, you, like immediately you're like, nope, they ain't going to make it. You know, and then of course he fucking grabs a gun and fucking shoots them all down. And it's fantastic. <laughs> But yeah, like it's so yeah, funny. That, yeah, they're they're like, there's eight of you. I'm sure you can handle one snowplow guy. <laughs> and that was like lost in the in the in the previews and the trailers for sure. Like if yeah. they saw it that way, I think it would have done. Well, I don't know if it'd done better because that was when Liam Neeson came out about like trying to like hunt and kill like black people when he like his friend got raped or something. So right. it was <laughs> that, that interview kind of shot this movie in, in the foot, basically. Yeah, not, and, and it's a bummer because I mean, even the 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 remake is still a great movie. It's just I think that or, yeah. the original was like super groundbreaking. There was a ton, and and part of that is because when I saw the first one, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. This is like really yeah. different, and it, and and what they're experimenting work with is really working. And then when I saw the remake, mm-hmm. it was almost the same thing. So it was kind of like, well, yeah, it's cool that, but like, I mean, it's not quite as like shocking to see some of the things that they did in it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's always cool that like go into a movie like that and they'd be like really surprised like, Oh shit, what is this movie? Why is nobody talking about this fucking movie? Yeah. And, and like, it was one of those, it was absolutely one of those things where I was just sitting around the house, like scrolling through Netflix and it popped up and I'm like, well, I'll give it a try. If I don't like it, you know, I'll flip mm-hmm. it off to something else in 10 minutes <clears throat> and, you know, had no mm-hmm. preconceived notions about it. And I like, I didn't want to see it. It just popped up and I was just like, Oh my God, this is so fucking awesome. Okay. And then you said you watched Welcome to Marwen, but you talked. You you said you watched The Professor and the Madman, which I've seen the trailer for. Is it as insane as it looks? I I thought it was pretty dry. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of freaking. It's kind of insane, but not really. You know, it's it's the it's the movie about them making the dictionary, right? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sean Penn and Mel Gibson get together and make the dictionary. dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> and um freaking they're crazy. You know, like I mean like the guy it's like the guy's fucking totally psycho and yes. but he happens to know words really well. And it, it, you know, and it's one of those kind of Oh, what's that other Sean Penn movie with Susan Sarandon, the the not the Green Mile, Dead Man Walking. You know, sort of like, yeah, yeah. like, hey, this guy's a fucking psycho crazy person, but he redeems himself through the work that he did for the English language. Mm. And it was like, yeah, that's great, but he fucking shot a motherfucker who was minding his own business. <laughs> yeah. I think this guy, this was directed by like somebody, like just some random guy, right? Some kind of like almost nobody. And then I think, I feel like the studio took it away from him or something. And there was a lot of like, I think production background that was kind of like nutty. On that one. Yeah, um, and you know, I like on I, I, I'll give Mel Gibson and Sean Penn credit. They're both like great actors. Um, mm. But it was like a kind of long movie. It was two hours and four minutes long, <laughs> and it was definitely a movie where you freaking felt every single minute of the two hours and four minutes. <laughs> the thing with the thing with Mel Gibson is I love his older work. I mean, he's he's turned out to be kind of a big piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. So like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna invest my time in, in a movie he's in, he better be doing what I want him to be doing, which is just being like crazy revenge type guy. And even those movies he's done recently have kind of sucked. Yeah, 
Um, the last know, thing I want to see him doing is is talking and trying to make the dictionary. <laughs> you know, and I, I, actually, if we if we want to talk about dark comedies, um, one of my favorite dark comedies is the work Mel Gibson did on the phone calls to his ex wife that got recorded. Like that <laughs> yeah. was some really funny shit. Like I was like, wow, yeah, it was. I was like, I can't believe a human being could be this fucking horrible and t you know, almost like in a desperate living sense. I was, I was amazed at, <laughs> at the depravity that was spewing from his mouth in those phone calls it's like you know somebody like you're you're leaving these as voice messages slash answering machine messages you know she's gonna sh save that come yeah, on like, like did, you, did you not did you not think hey i'm one of the biggest movie stars in the whole world and i'm about to record myself saying stuff that people people's whole careers and lives have been ruined for saying like a tenth of what he said <laughs> what the fuck yeah uh yeah I, you watched uh welcome to well, you, so you just think it was it was not good it was okay we, welcome we, to marlin no uh, the, the professor, professor the is something i wouldn't recommend you choose like out of all the movies <laughs> that we're gonna go through here this is not the one i'm gonna say like you should go home and see that because yeah you know, and I mean, those movies in general aren't quite my cup of tea. Uh, but like yeah. a good a good drama will sink me in, and I'll give it props. And this one definitely didn't get that many props. <laughs> Amazing. So you watched Welcome to Marwin as well. Yeah, I, 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 I was, overall, I, overall, I liked it. Uh, but mm. I've also freaking. I mean, how many times have we done? And like, yeah, I know it's a freaking um real story it's based on a true story I, and you just told me there was a documentary uh and i'd love to watch the documentary because i'm you know pretty interested in like that guy's story and uh, and his artwork like, like i could see the artwork that he put out was really cool i actually looked some of it up and it is really cool um but as far as like from a cinematic perspective it's like how many times have we seen a movie where some guy is fucking traumatized or has some fucking weird brain thing and you go into the movie mm. watching like the delusions in his head. It's like that's, <clears throat> that's been done so many fucking millions of times. Yeah, in, in the doc, from what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like it's slowly on, it's slowly revealed what happened to him and like what actually happened to him. Like it's, it just says, I think at the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, he was, he was beaten up. Right by these like like bar guys, but then like as you go through it, it's, it's it's all it's like everything slowly comes out about him and his like past and this and that. Yeah, so it's almost like a mist. It's a it's a it's a mystery unraveling almost type of thing, which is kind of like it's it really sucks you in. And, right, like, and the movie they, they don't try to put you into the like his his figures and stuff like that. It's like more just like they show him doing it, and then you see the setups, and then he kind of tells you the story, but like they're, they're not moving or whatever. They're right. just like the they're just like picture at you know they're just just like tableaus you know whatever mm -hmm. yeah and the movie uh, the movie does does the same where you mm. know it gradually just sort of like leaves a breadcrumb trail of what the actual story what has actually happened to him and what's going on um mm. and, and it's interesting you know it's it's one of the movies that i watched and didn't think about the time at all you know i definitely watched it from start to finish and didn't start attention waning uh and you know the cgi in it's amazing the, the freaking the stuff that they can do now is awesome because they they really blur the lines between what is actual live film and what is cgi uh mm. and, and, it, and it's a pretty cool effect like mm. the, like you know the character that his doll's based on 
Like one minute mm. looks a hundred percent like a doll, and then gradually looks like him, then goes back to looking like a doll, and it's done really seamlessly. Like to the part to the point where when I first started watching it, I was like, "Now wait, is that Steve Carell's character, or is that the doll?" Like I, I you could, you actually mm. does a good job of blurring the lines between the reality and the fantasy. Well, that's Robert Zemeckis did that. He's been doing that for like his entire career. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just think he's kind of like fallen off kind of like his last few movies or whatever he's not really quite yeah kind of phoning it, all cylinders. phoning it in so to speak because he did like beowulf and like he did like the nightmare uh, the, was it the christmas carol with jim carrey he did a lot of those types of like really like uh in the polar express he did all these like weird like uncanny valley type of like animation which yeah. is like it's a little too it's a little too real that's creepy right right <laughs> Like he's been, yeah. He, I mean, he did who's who framed Roger Rabbit and all that's Back to the Future, obviously, and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, he had like four. I mean, he's had he has like four or five like fantastic movies. So I mean, yeah. At this point, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like he's he's earned his right to do whatever he, he wants. wants. <laughs> right. And again, I mean, and who framed Roger Rabbit? It's so crazy how back then, at the time when it came out, like nobody had ever seen anything like it. Uh, and now, like, what, 25, almost, maybe even 30 years later, probably more than 30 years later now that I think about it, but, like, say 35 years later, like, that technique and that type of movie is is relatively commonplace. Like, you know, at least one or two movies like that come out where it's blended with, you know, reality and, and cartoon. or rea- Now it's reality and CGI, but... Yeah, when you watch Who Framed Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there's a couple of spots where you can it's a little clunky yeah but i kind of like i kind of like that because you know they're doing it like on set yeah and they're just like penciling in roger rabbit later and they don't know what the fuck's going on like right. that type of thing yeah. well and like and that they were kind of winging it you know whereas yeah. now it's like okay well here's exactly how you shoot a scene like this whereas they're yeah. like okay let's let's try and shoot a scene like this and hope it works out yeah I like that. I mean, I, I love, yeah, Roger Rabbit's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, did you watch anything else? Uh, we're just going to go through, we're just, we're just going to go through what you watched. We're going to go through I, 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 the All I've been watching is, like, kids' movies and fucking too old to die young. Right. Um, I watched the, <laughs> I watched the Meg, which, actually, it redeemed itself. I, I texted Trevor while I started watching you, Meg, and I was like, I don't know, dude, <laughs> Don't bother. Don't bother. This movie's <laughs> terrible, but... It does. It it's pretty freaking awesomely cheesy, to be uh, to be honest. It's got some pretty good stuff, and like Jason Statham, like playing his character straight, like everything is not absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's hilarious, <laughs> you know, like because it's totally ridiculous. You know, they're in a sub- submarine in a megalodon shark, and I should say too, the megalodon shark that freaking cost him his career and turned him into an alcoholic five years previous. And nobody, <laughs> and nobody believed him, you know, like, is, is harassing the submarine. And, of course, they have to go on a mission underwater. And, and Jason Statham, the now drunk, is the only pilot or the only submarine mariner that's talented enough to do it and pull the mission off. And he doesn't know if he, doesn't know if he can overcome the freaking trauma of having a, a 90-foot shark attack just some five years before. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty fantastic, you know. Um, I take another another look behind the curtain on that one. We worked on that one. It was like a, a really quick, like pass, basically like one pass on this movie. Right. Like sometimes the movies they just want they just want to do one pass on it. it's like final or whatever. Uh huh. 
But as soon as that that movie came out and started making money, right. all of a sudden they had all of these notes and issues with what we had done. Oh, we needed yeah. to change a bunch of stuff and kind of like add all this other stuff and go through. I was like, I was like, it's because it's making money now. Like if it didn't make any money, they wouldn't be talking to us right now about right. all these changes that they want. But like all of a sudden it was it was making all this money and they wanted to release it overseas, like to even more people and this net. So like they really got. All of a sudden, Warner Brothers really got involved with the process. Right, like they, once they it completely, started making money. yeah. Like all of a sudden, that, they were super. It had been done months. Be, it was done like months and months before, like it came out. Like it was done. Huh. That's funny. <laughs> and then, like four months later, it like comes out, and all of a sudden, it comes out. And all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, they have a bunch of notes. I was like, what? The what? Well, <laughs> They've had it for months. What do you want? Like. Well, you know that that whole type of movie definitely had, and I, and I'll credit Sharknado for for doing that. But um, you know, like that type of movie has a much bigger audience than it like now than it does say twenty five years ago when it was almost like a cult thing where like movie nerds would be like, "Hey, let's break out one of the freaking terrible terrible B movies and watch it for a laugh." Um, you know, and it seems like the more mainstream, like wider audience gets that joke now and enjoys that kind of film, you know? Well, I mean, the problem is Jaws is always the, 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 the movie that everybody compares with shark movies to. It's like, right. It's either Jaws or it's fucking crap. It's basically, cause there's no other like shark movies I can think of there. Any, any good that I can think of right now. That's not Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like that's that, that isn't like a joke or like deep blue sea or something that's just like right silly well but you know and see that's the thing about like that's it's so hard to pull off what jaws pulled off which is to make a a movie <clears throat> that really strikes a chord at the heart of you know almost humans ancient primal fear of of water and and, and sharks and shit like that uh because it, it, it if you don't do it exactly right, it's gonna just be stupid, and you're gonna be like, "That's." And 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 basically, they did they did they did it the way they had to do it, not because they wanted to do it that way, it was because like the shark wasn't working, so they were just right, <laughs> like shooting other things, and like you know, it was like everything was falling apart on that movie. So I guess that's the way you make a good shark movie is just have everything just like go go to shit at some point because. <laughs> yeah. they made the greatest shark movie ever made like and like all these other movies like they probably have like better sets and like they're not they can't they can't hold a candle to it yeah <clears throat> um but yeah that's that's about all the movies i've seen it's also a good half hour of us babbling about movies so that's sweet um, all right cool <laughs> and, and like hopefully i'm praying I, I i don't know if you're out there listening if you've ever had to deal with going a whole week without internet but it's like it's sad that my life has come to the point where I'm really, really upset that I have no internet for a week. <laughs> like, oh, my life's terrible. Um, but now, on the other hand, like I've at least had stuff to entertain me. Like I went camping, and that that's good. I drove to Kentucky, bought a pinball machine, drove back. Uh, nice. But it's still like been a pretty miserable. It's been almost two weeks without internet, and that has been just shitty. That sucks, but like sadly, I, I I hope I never have to deal with that because what will happen is I'll lose all of connections to everything for like the two weeks, and then when I finally get plugged back in, it won't matter because nobody would have texted me or emailed me right. or even given it. Right. It's, it's even sadder. It'll be like, oh, uh, good thing I didn't have my oh, I didn't really yeah, need it. Nothing, nothing <laughs> mattered. Oh, uh, but no, it's like horrible. Like I, I will like 
uh, run to like go to Roy Rogers and just like hang out in the Roy Rogers po- uh, <laughs> like, parking lot so that like yeah. stuff I want to see on Netflix like downloads to my phone. <laughs> uh, Roy Rogers. Oh my god. Oh, uh, that I guess that's not, for for people who don't live in the small area of the country that I do. Roy Rogers is basically Hardee's but slightly different. It's a little bit. It's like a light, like a slightly higher quality Hardee's. Um, and it is only in Maryland. So is it only in that one location anymore? Like, is there, is there more than that anywhere? Is it just the one where Rogers at this point? No, no, there's actually between Frederick Cumberland and Hagerstown, there's probably, and and I think there's some even East, like in Baltimore, I think there's still about 15 or 20 Roy Rogers is in Maryland. Um, but it's like, and, and also I guess Hardy's is an East coast thing. It's Carl's jr. Like Hardy's and Carl's Jr. are exactly the same thing, but on the East Coast yeah. they're called Hardy's, and on the West Coast they're called Carl's Jr. And yeah, um, we got Carl's Jr. Uh, well, and Roy Rogers, Roy Rogers is actually a subsidiary of those fast food chains. Ah, uh, Roy Rogers, man. We go there now. Yeah, it's, it's good <laughs> stuff. And there's one, there's one right down the street from me, and I'm like all about the Gold Rush Chicken, and and I can steal, like I can download a couple hours worth of Netflix on my phone while I'm getting the Gold Rush Chicken. Um, but then like, <laughs> like when times are tight, like I'm like I'll just like act like I'm going into Roy Rogers to freaking mm. get the Gold Rush Chicken and just like hang out. And like if anybody asks, I'll tell them I can't decide if I want the Gold Rush Chicken, but like really, like, I'm downloading fucking Jessica Jones or something shit there's your life hack for the day people yeah <laughs> you yeah. gotta go into Roy rogers and download some movies eat some chicken yeah well and mcdonald's actually will shut down your connection if you start taking too much um so important oh really yeah if you, if you start taking mm. too much of mcdonald's guest wi-fi bandwidth it'll freaking kick you off <laughs> commie bastards <laughs> That's amazing. All right, that's a nil on that one. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Tune in next week when I figure out how to rip internet off, uh, internet, rip off internet from other fast food chains. Wendy's, we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>